So the interest and attention is wedded to that idea, yeah? That it's about you. And it's very difficult to pry it off. You attempt to, let's say one of the highest forms of prying off is when you make someone else a higher power, like a female or a male, yeah? So your mind can get so distracted from the obsession with self, it's, that, it's like they're your momentary savior. But they always are set up to fail. They can't deliver the goods. So you get really excited. Oh, man, I'm having such a wonderful time. And yet it doesn't tend to seem to last, yeah? Because the mind, once again, doesn't get fooled. It can only get fooled for a little bit of time. And then it realizes that's not it. That's not satisfaction. So it's constantly seeking in a failed system to get relief. So it moves from, let's say, dense, gross things to subtler things. So now you may be sitting home reading tons of philosophical books yeah, about there is no self and, you know, uh, what is time and all like that. And it's like mind candy in a way. The mind gets distracted from its constant pursuit of itself. You know, it's like following its own tail all day. And you go, you whistle it off, and it's like, and as soon as it smells the bone, it, you know, chews it a little bit, it's back to again. It's like a dog's never satisfied. The bone, the meat of the bone always disappears, and then the dog's looking for another bone. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why is the interest attention so wedded to all that pursuit? <clears throat> because there's a belief that it's unfulfilled. Yeah. The self is an unfulfilled package seeking fulfillment which can never be completed. The fulfillment it's looking for is to be a self. It's not looking fulfillment from that thing. It, it wants that thing to reflect that it's a self by having it and owning it, yes? So why it is in a relationship with thoughts as I'm the doer of the thought is to get a reflection as being the doer, to become a noun. Yeah. It constantly wants to be you. And yet it can't fulfill that mission. So what happens? It seeks relief from that unfulfilled mission. So you go scurrying around looking for other things to get relief from that thing, that, that desire to be a thing. When if, that's dis if you see it's not about you, then in a sense your interest and attention gets to see again nothingness instead of constantly being looking for things. Yeah? It has the ability seeing is there, and yet it's been, it's been formulated into a way of looking called self-centeredness. So it's looking from the point of view of being a self, which is seeking fulfillment which can never be completed, because it can't be a fulfilled self, because there isn't any possibility of being a self. Yeah? You can only appear to be a self. To you and others who are in that business of wanting to be a self, yeah? if you ask you know, if you ask the sky, how does it view you, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it would get uh, that personal, you know? So this idea of fulfilling, the first quench can never be, the first thirst can never be quenched, so now it's drinking all these other things, trying to get a little relief from the initial uh, unquenchable thirst. Yeah, but it, none of it works. You know how sometimes you, you really, the mind is huffing and puffing and panting for this delivery, and when it comes, it fucking moves away in a day. Yeah? Its, it's, it's interest was in seeking. It's not interested in finding, because it knows it's not going to find what it's looking for, which is completion. It isn't. A thing isn't going to complete no thing. 
because no thing needs no completion. Yeah? It's not in a process of completing. Yeah? It's not in a process of evolution. It's not growing. Yeah? To a mythical point of total authenticity. It can't reach that point. Yeah? That's why it's like, if, you're t if the mind has taken you to be a self, you're going to be like an urban renewal project forever. It's never going to be in. The construction's never going to be over. Never. It's just constantly going re-over, re re-over, re-over, rehashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It won't admit that one thing. It can't be what it wants to be. Yeah? Because it already is. So that's, you see, in self-centeredness, in recovery, it says self-centered and frightened. It says self-seeking and frightened. It doesn't even separate them with a period. It's, in other words, it implies that self-seeking is frightened. Yeah? Frightened of what? That it's never going to find. Why? Because it never is going to find. So the fear is a valid fear, in a sense, with that system, and it's very, it's very difficult to dismiss it if it's valid. <clears throat> if you keep trying to affirm that this system isn't failed when it's a failed system, it's pointless. Yeah? The fear is just going to keep propping up, popping up, popping up, because it's like an alarm going off. <clears throat> this is a failed system. You know, eject. You know, abort the mission. You know, pause, <laughs> cease, surrender. You know, ding, ding, get off. You know, the horse is dead, get off. Yeah. <laughs> See it. I, when you were young, it was easier to be fooled, but as you get older, and even through my, most of the formulas the mind can present as your ideal fulfillment, and it's getting a little late, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like on the 70th lap of an 80-lap race. It's not looking like you're going to finish good. <laughs> it's just obvious. So a lot of that, that drive, that, that uh, blind hope drive is dismissed. You start seeing things as they are. You see the failedness of the system, and instead of it turning on up, turning the failedness on to you, which is the part of the system, this feeling of being a self, you actually realize it's a failed system. It's not that you failed, but it's a failed system. The feeling that it was you failing or you succeeding is part of the system. And you know, every time you succeed, there's a failure around the corner. So there's no, there's no succeeding here. There's succeeding and failure, succeeding and failure. You can't escape the two-ness of this place, yeah? If you have one, you're going to get the other. If you drink from this well, you're going to be forced to drink from that well. If you're feeling really great today as you, you're going to be there to really feel great when you're not feeling great. You'll be really feeling great in an ungrateful way. <laughs> but you'll be feeling great. <laughs> what I found simply is if the center of the system isn't you, or it could maybe not be you, what happens is your interest and attention gets relieved from that bondage. And when that interest and attention is relieved, you'll know it, you'll know it, you'll know the solution, the solution will inform you of the problem. When the interest and attention leaves the self, what was driving you seemingly crazy is now enriching your life. The same interest and attention. It's just not going to the same uh, center. Yeah? It's not constantly being wedded to the idea of being Paul all day. Every thought about Paul. Every da 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 da. Time is all about you, yeah? Why is time so important to you? Because you're in an unfulfilled state. 
with the hope of being fulfilled. So the smallest little thing tomorrow could mean a huge thing. Yeah? That tomorrow I'm going to arrive. Tomorrow. Yeah? So time is just another way of expressing this unfulfillment with the, with the desire to find fulfillment. And the, the insane, merciless hope is that you will one day. That's what keeps the engine going all the time. I will one day, even though you haven't, day after day after day, I will one day. Not this day, but one day. Yeah? No, ask the question later. Yeah, yeah. This is just, if you see it, if you can see it, if this, when someone speaks of it like this, and if it registers, you're getting a free sample of you're not that. Because you can't know something that you are. You can't have knowledge of you as what you are. You can only have knowledge of you as what you're not. Yeah? Because what you are is not something to be known. You are that. You can't get anywhere outside of it to know it. Yeah? You can't get one inch away or eight miles away. There's no possibility of you ever knowing what you are. Never. Ever. It's impossible. But you can know what you're not. And in knowing what you're not, that to me is the closest you can get to knowing what you are. It's the closest you can get. Because then the drive, see, when you know what you're not, <clears throat> when you know what you're not, it, it, it shuts off the, the drive to know what you are. Yeah? Because when you know what you're not, you are taking that to be you. When you get that it isn't you, it shuts off that drive to know what you are, and then you are what you are. Yeah? Then you're just simply being, not attempting to become not wanting to really be, not having a memory I really once was being, and I'm really going to be being great when I go to that retreat. <clears throat> no, there's just a sense of onness. Yeah? And that onness is awareness, and it's now become aware of what it's not. Yeah? And to me, that's all, the, that's all that's necessary. It's not about trying to wake up, it's realizing what isn't awake. Yeah? That thing that isn't awake is not you. For you to be unawake, you have to be a person. <laughs> there has to be a sense of being a someone to be unawake. The stronger the sense of being someone, the more seemingly unawake you are, and then the more drive to be awake there is, and the more frustration and suffering derived from all that seeking is produced. Yes? This just cuts it off like that. I'm not that. It's like a pause, a perfect pause that never ends. I'm not that. It's not a pause to regroup and now become what you are. It's just a, it's an endless pause because there's not another move. It's not that two-step dance of, I was this, I want to be that. I was close, now I'm far. Yeah? I'm disconnected, I want to be connected. It's not that two-step dance. It's a one-step dance. You see that as a dance, and the second step doesn't occur, and that's the pause. The whole generation of selfing pauses, and I would say that's what I am, is that pause. Yeah? Something is still there, I'd say it's no thing, but there's still something there when that whole da two dance move stops. Yeah? I would say you are that which is still there when it stops. I, every time, even right now, if, I, if it just goes there, it's just a pause, that's it. In other words, the whole little two-dance, the two-step move, stops. Yeah? The going ahead only to believe you were back. Yes, that's the whole drive, isn't it? 
the whole cell thing is just, it only has two gears, forward and back. Coom, 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 coom. And it uses the scenery on the side to drive itself crazy. I want to get there. Coom. I was there once. Coom, coom. But it can't get there because all the scenery is over here. This is just the, this is just the local and express the hell, basically. Mental hell. <laughs> and he can't get out of that system. What is in that system, what takes itself to be the driver, is the system. And the self's never going to get out of self. <coughs> I had I was watching this video someone sent me about a philosopher from Germany who works with neuroscientists. So he was discussing uh, consciousness as the transparent window or the medium or the one constant that when that uh, the brain provokes this sense of reality, yeah, and there's a feeling of being the you that's in it, that you can never see the window, yeah, can never sense the, the, the context. Why? Because your, t your mind is at this point identified as a content, yes? So the contents in the dream, seeing everything is real and solid, has this feeling of when something happens, it's happening to you, yes? Has this feeling of ownership, of being a certain someone. All of that is provoked and produced in the content. The content cannot see what's producing it, yeah? The content, in other words, you can't see the dreaming. Yeah? You're already at the, you're at the completion of the dream. This is the completion of the dream, yeah? This is the end product that's pursuing its little uh, illusory quality in time, yeah? We're already arrived here, if we're identifying this. This cannot see what produced it. This cannot see, in other words, what, the you that's looking can't see the what's looking, yeah? Because it's already been, it, this is totally, completely in the content, yeah? If there's an identification as this, you're totally and completely a dreamt object, yeah? And you're going to take everything else's dreamt to have meaning, yeah? And this dreamt object can hurt this dreamt object. But the context, or what's dreaming, the quality of awareness or consciousness that all this is happening cannot be seen by these eyes. We can't pick it up. Yeah? In other words, we're feeling like we're a special someone, but we're actually just the, the little cherry on top of the final cake of the dream. Yeah? And now we're trying to think, how can I become an uncake? The whole point, you can never become an uncake once you've been baked. Yeah? The point is to realize you're not a cake before the baking occurs. Even while the baking is occurring, there can still be a sense, I'm not that. Yeah? And when there's a sense of not, I'm not that and it registers, there'll be an intimacy or a sense or a, yeah, a sense of the presence of the context. Yeah? Instead of always constantly feeling thing to thing and things as things, you'll sense something else or nothing else going on. And that's like, as soon as that sense gets tweaked and your interest and attention is free to go to that, that's the immunity to all the slings and arrows of this fucking place. Yeah. It's not about getting armor. Yeah. It's not about being more fortified, it's about being incredibly defenseless and powerless in a sense, because 
once it's given the sense of being so, then there's going to be a huge drive to make it unso. Yeah? Self can't get out of self. Once the so-ness is taken to be so, then there's a drive to, then the unso seems to get valuable. And then they're seeking and seeking and seeking. And there's a weird mental denial of the unso. But the real denial of the unso is it's unso. Yeah? It's not true. The mental denial is, I don't want it to be true. And that's what makes it really fucking true to me. Yeah? When I try to make things that seem to be really real to me unreal, they're really real. <laughs> they preoccupy most of my day trying to avoid something that's not there. <laughs> but if you let it be as real as it can be, you'll see you're, it's not real. Exactly as this. I've been playing around with the IU-me, because the IU-me is really trippy. Because there's the experience of the I, yeah, right now. I'm seeing this, yeah. You call it you, right? In your experience, if you, if you like, describe your experience, it would be I, I'm seeing you. Yeah? And everyone would have the same experience. I'm seeing you. The you's would be different, but it would all be the I, yes? So in a sense, you could say, there's one eye here, no matter how many people are here, or no how few people are here, there's only one eye here. In everyone's experience, everyone would go, I'm seeing you. Yeah? Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? It's, but it moves, that's the trick. It's tricky because I don't see the eye seeing this as a you. I see this as the eye seeing you. Yeah? So everyone interchanges their position. You, you're a you to me. <laughs> Actually, you're a you to I, <laughs> and I'm an I to you. Yeah. But when I, what the thing is, is when my mind gives me at the presentation of what's happening, it says it's me. Yeah. If I ask who is it that's seeing, I don't say I. I say it's me. Yeah. Seems like a small difference, but it's huge. I, I when I first, ex you know, share the experience, I go I'm seeing you. But then when my mind in that system of selfing, ask itself a question. Well, who's seeing? It says it's me. Yeah. Now, what's that me? What does that me represent when it's held, when it's said by the process, the mental process? That me represents an, a you, yeah, an object, taking credit for the subjectiveness, the I. Yeah. So the I and the you's wedded, and it becomes me. And I shared it the other night. I was in a drug and alcohol program for two years, and those two years, those people never saw me as a me. They were very clear I was a you, and that you was a junkie, and an uncivilized rabbit dog, and need to be watched over quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, and I wasn't seeing it that way. I was seeing what was happening through the lens of me, which was a huge sense of entitlement, they don't understand who I am, all like this baloney. But when I left that program, I had to admit that I and you, the you, looked a whole lot better with them running it than it ever did with me running it, yeah? So the you does really good in this life when it's not me, <laughs> yeah? It has its own intelligence. It sort of senses things. It has an ability to know what food's good for it or not. It's actually a pretty damn uh, good form of expression. And the I is just being I, you know, subjectively conscious, aware, just whatever arising is seen. Yeah. But the me, 
<laughs> takes the body to be much different than the body is, because now it becomes the subject, which is way too much weight for this poor body to have, yeah? It's all right if it's an object, but when it takes, when it becomes a subject, it's way, it's like putting a ton on a half ton pickup. It just can't handle the weight, yeah? It really can't. And then when the I is claimed to be me, what happens? I forget totally that I'm the I. Yeah? Now, I may want to seek for the I, which is real suffering, spiritual seeking, yeah? I may want to become unconscious to the I, which was my main drive when I was using drugs, the I was way too much, so I had to become unconscious. To me, it was imperative not to be conscious, so I had to try to get rid of the I. Seriously. But you can't get rid of what's never shown up here. <laughs> it's always so. I mean, you maybe killed a you, but you're not going to kill the I. <laughs> and if the mind's thinking the, I, the you is the I, you may kill yourself. The mind may kill the body, thinking it's going to kill the eye, but it's not going to, it's not going to succeed, yeah? <laughs> so, I do really well when this is seen as a you, and this is sensed as I. It's the only dilemma occurs when the mental process arises and claims it, claims the I, and weds it with the you and makes it me. <laughs> this is the suffering of the bondage of self, yeah? And the me is just a mental addition. It, there's no, it has no, in a sense, maybe its basic format is about survival, but it has no real, real dire importance for the survival of the you, yeah? And it has absolutely nothing to do with the I, in a sense. So, it's really the most unnecessary, loud, chattering, motherfucking voice box you can ever imagine. The doll would be perfect if you took it off, yeah? But it's, I'm me, I'm me. You know, it's kind of like, I, I, <laughs> This is sort of saying, it's a very clean extraction because it's actually not so. So, you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, if you had a tumor here and you took it to be you and it was really big, what would happen? You would obviously make room for that tumor. You'd go to bed you know, special tailor shops and get shirts made to have this big tumor stick out. Maybe you could put a little ledge on it so you could rest your arm on there while you're driving. You maybe find some, like, advantages for it. But one day someone says, hey, bro, that's a tumor. You can have it removed. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not necessary. It's not you. Yeah. You'll be totally okay without it. What? Oh, yeah, you probably save a lot of money, too, also. The tailors, bye-bye, all those personal relationships you created by the reality of the tumor would be extinguished immediately. Okay, then you had taken off. Everything is fine, isn't it? It's the whole point of being able to entertain the possibility you're not that. The mind can entertain it. It just hasn't heard the invitation. It can't entertain to be free from what it takes itself to be. It just cannot do that. The mind has its limitations here, yeah? It can't entertain being free from what it takes itself to be. So the point is, is the question, are you that which the mind takes yourself to be? If you're not that, that's the freedom, yeah? There's nothing really needed because all the work has been done on the other side. That's the thing that's constantly reinforced, that you're, you're that what you're not, yeah? That is what needs constant uh, rejuvenation. Knowing you're not that doesn't take any energy whatsoever, yeah? 
In other words, all that energy of building that beast is dismissed, and that energy actually fills up the space you call your life. You get enriched by that same energy that was enslaving, in a sense, you. Yeah? And if you're drawn to do things, you, there was never the you that was doing it, yeah? It's so much different if you want to sit quietly, if you're not doing it to get to some nirvanic, mythical moment in the future. It's just the point, it just seems the right thing to do at the time. So the med it's not even a, a, like an, an act of meditation, it's like being meditated. You're in a constant state of meditation in a sense. Not you, but the mind is constantly meditating on nothingness really. It's constantly seeing nothingness. And because it never alights on a thing, it goes on and on and on. The seeing can fill up every moment in time, because it overrides time. And it's never not going to be there. So it's totally reliable. So the same mind that's reflecting the activity of selfing as itself, yeah, which is causing its, its surface of its ability to reflect is now agitated. Because what it's reflecting is agitation, which will never find relief. Because its, uh, it's, it's innate desire to be a self can never be fulfilled. It can only appear to be one. Yeah? When that same mind is that swiveled away from being obsessed with the idea of being a self can now just rest in centeredness, which is not self-centered, so it's not in a specific location or at a certain place or time, but it can be actually seen or sensed as everywhere. Yeah. So the mind is now resting on something that's at rest because it's resting on, let's say, you want to call it being. Yeah. And the being isn't has any doesn't have any drive to become. It's already complete. Yeah. It's being. It may be seeking one thing, which is expression, but it's not seeking fulfillment. Yeah? It's not seeking acquiring. It's not see seeking achievement. It's, it's complete and in and of itself okay and whole. And it's actually resting yeah? in that completeness. When, mind, when our mind here reflects that, it mimics that what it reflects. Yeah? Now it finds rest. The same interest and attention that was driving you crazy is now the sense of abiding in the truth. Yeah? It's the same interest and attention. Just unwedded from one and, and then allowed to be wed naturally to its true love in a sense, which is its own source, no thingness. Interest and attention wedded to things is not its true, true marriage. Its true marriage is, is to its own source, which is no thingness. Yeah? When it's wedded to that, it finds in that wedding bed it rests. It has plenty of interest and attention to navigate a day. Plenty of it. <laughs> you don't need 70,000 thoughts to navigate a day here. You really don't. What are all those thoughts doing? They have a purpose. They're building the beast. Yes. They're things your interest and attention can alight on every second. Me, 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 I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Saviors, so oh, I hate them after a while, you know? Oh, that's going to be when I arrive. That's when I'm going to be great. That's when I'm going to be fulfilled. That, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The hope, the hope, the hope. Driving, 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 driving. It's, never, it's a ceaseless journey. You'll never, get, you'll never reach the destination because it's not, it's not there to be reached. Yeah. 
in a sense, if you were on a journey constantly, you could see it like as a like the, that march in Bataan, you know, the Japanese. The people is like the death march. They can't stop walking. Yeah, the mind can't stop seeking. But that same mind can rest and come to a pause out of time when it sees, when it reflects the centeredness of of consciousness, not the fixated position of a consciousness rooted in here, but in consciousness, as the context, as the medium. It's what would happen to a fish if its eye or if its sense, if its single eye ever fell upon the idea of the, the breadth and the width of the ocean? It would have a fucking awakening right there. The fish, if it had bright, its eyes would become really bright. <laughs> oh, I'm in the ocean, I'm in water. <laughs> Oh, I'm in water. I'm in of water. It would be the first enlightened fish that a big one come and eat him, probably. But hey, I'm a, I'm awake. <laughs> but that's sort of what it's like, yeah. We're sitting here, living in the sense of the reality of being dry, constantly seeking wetness, when we're really inherently wet. We're inherently wet. All the talking about it's just. All our conversations about are really based on what we're not. We're not empty. We're not dry. We're not uh, unfulfilled. We're not all that. It's the driving force for most conversations, the pursuit of what we're not, the completion of what will never be. Being doesn't have time. It's already complete. It's already so in every moment of time here that's been proportioned and cut up by the mind, there is the timelessness. Yeah. And then, yes, it's incredible when you're freed from there and then, and you're just here, and it's so obvious you've never not been here. Yeah. And it's so obvious there's no possibility you could ever be not here. Yeah. This whole, all these mental gymnastics are based on like a faulty trampoline. There's no possibility you can be out of any moment. <laughs> and there's no possibility you're in self. So this huge drive to get out of self is based on an incredible impossibility that you could be in self. And every time I hear it, it does the exact same thing a pause. It elicits a, on a pause, and there's the invitation. I mean, really, it's about ceasing, or like Ramana said, be still. It's all about that, because the mental process of seeking is not still. It's, it's believing it will be still, or it's believing it once was still, but its basic preoccupation is not stillness. It's agitation, yeah? He's saying, be still and know that you are God. Because you will not become God agitated. Yeah? Being agitated is never going to lead you to becoming God. Be still and know that you are God. It's in the stillness that it's recognized. Because then the mind can truly reflect. It's not agitated. Yeah? And I love what Ramana says is, to know God is to be God. I just love that statement. Because it cuts out all you. <laughs> all the me. All the fat gets taken out of it. To know God, yeah, yeah, I'll be a knower of God. I'll be the greatest knower of God. I'll be a true devotee of God. I'll be one of the greatest 
mystics have gone, no, it's to be God. What? Be God? Not that. I want to become God. That's what my drive is. I want to overcome this incredible mountain of self and become God one day. Well, you are God. Oh, fuck. Boring to me. What am I going to mine out of that? What creds can I get out of that, that occupation? I'm already preoccupied as God. Shit! I thought I was getting occupied about God. You're already preoccupied. You are that. <laughs> then you see, once the self gets dismissed a lot, you'll see it, man. You'll see it. You'll see its drive. It's ravenous, yeah? Because it can't stop. If it stops long enough, and that length of time it stops is long enough, the mind may change and never go back to entertaining that possibility of being a self. Yeah? So even an epiphany, even, even it will override the absence of itself and, and claim it to be an experience it had. It will constantly claim everything so, so it can neuter it, the information what happened may have brought you. Because yeah? it makes a you up that it's bringing it to. Yeah? This is one of those good days, like they talk about the open sky. There's not a cloud in the sky, so you can just look at it. Of course, you think this color of it is a thing, like it's blue. <laughs> but that's just, you know, fun fact. We're just looking at nothing, really. Yeah? <laughs> and then you see a bird fly in through it. It's funny, any time a bird shits, it never lands on the sky, does it? It always has to fall down on something that's appearing. I've never seen one shit stick to the sky that a bird took. And they, they've taken a lot of shits up there. Not one. Oh, fuck. You see, it's dribbling like a windshield. You know what I mean? Like a seagull shit that drops on your windshield for a few days. <laughs> I've never seen that happen to this guy. <laughs> all the fucking leaves and every, all the things that were blown the other day, I didn't see one stick. Oh, fuck. I saw that get blown off my tree Monday. There it is. It's still up there on Thursday. It's stuck there. We've got a big enough ladder I could get up there and pull it off. No, yeah. Mine is like that. Nothing can stick to mine. Nothing. Mind is reflective. It's not sticky. It reflects, yeah? That's its nature. Mind reflects. Consciousness reflects. So, in a sense, it can take on the nature of what it's reflecting and forget its own nature. So let's say it's been reflecting this activity of mind, mental process, selfing. So, <clears throat> taking in that information, reflecting that information, it, it brought up a picture of itself. I'm a body, yeah? Maybe. So we're attempting to say, just correct that little distortion so that the mind can reflect, or consciousness can reflect its own nature, let's say, which is empty. Yeah? And so instead of taking itself as a thing that's looking at the sky, it will take itself to be the sky, maybe. Instead of being a thing that, let's say, wants the effects of the sun, but if enough clouds come by, I'm now, those clouds have the power to stop the sun from affecting me. And there, 
therefore I try everything I can to make the clouds go away or whatever, or how to live with clouds, or, you know, how to get along with clouds, how to accept clouds. <coughs> but what happens if you were on the other side of the clouds, you were on the sun side? With those clouds, they'd still be appearing, wouldn't they? But would they have any influence over you? They, weren't, they wouldn't be stopping the sun's effects on you one bit, yeah? The same clouds, just seen from two different places. If you see things from this being a thing, things are going to have a lot of fucking relevance. And they're going to have a lot of walla, the things of thoughts and feelings and everything else. If, if, but just possibly, the mind can entertain it's on the sun side, yeah, then it sees the clouds, but the clouds can't keep it from its uninterrupted, uninterrupted, uninterrupted reflection on the sun. It's uninterrupted. This isn't just a one-way mirror. It's reflecting the clouds, but it's all, also reflecting the sun. But it's on the sun side. So while it's reflecting the sun, that's uninterrupted. It also sees the clouds. From here, its two-sidedness has been thwarted because the one side is painted with this. Yeah? So that's all you keep going back and see, is you. Yeah? All con conscious contact tends to become unconscious when it's brought back to this, yes? But the other part is reflecting quite well. So from here, the clouds have the ability to keep me from the sun, yeah? And my attention is noting that all day, and it's bitching me out, and I'm pissed off, and I'm doing this, and I want to get on the other side, as this, yeah? But, but this determines my position with the clouds, yes? But if I'm not that, if I am on the sun side, then I'm freed from the effects of the clouds, even though they're here. I mean the effects, which is the real effect, which is it causes what's always so not to be so. The clouds will have effects on the you, but not on the I, because the I will not be called a me anymore. It will not be on the you side, it will be on the I side, yeah? So it will be constantly available to that reflection, constantly available to that reflection. And after maybe, if it, if it gets into it enough, it may override all the other times it's available to all this reflection, yeah? So an immunity builds up. Your mind, in other words, is free from the bondage of self. You can't put it any other way. You're just freed from the bondage of self. The bondage of self is the clouds can stop you from enjoying the sun. The freedom from that is you're on the sun side. The clouds ain't stopping you from enjoying the sun. doesn't change anything. The sun, the clouds, we're not changing anything. <clears throat> Just where the mind's position is. If the mind's in this position, it's a me. If it gets its eye-ness, and so now it's seeking the sun. And tons of clouds can get up and get in its way. Yeah? If I'm not this me, yeah, and I'm not the you, I'm the I, that's I'm on the sun side. The you does much better when I'm on the sun side. <laughs> My attention and interest, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time has so much importance to the me. It doesn't have much importance to the you or the I at all. It's the me it has a lot of importance to. Because it's only in time the me seems to be real. In the hopes of becoming or unbecoming. Yeah. It takes time to become and unbecome. It has to have time. That's why it's so fucking wedded to it. 
I just read this article someone sent me about time, how, you know, the Indians had no time. They didn't have watches or anything. And other people, they have no idea of time. And then in the 1700s or something, because of, uh, like, the Industrial Revolution, they start having watch clocks so they could, people could keep the time that you worked. So that <laughs> makes sure they were getting enough uh, production out of you. Yeah? So then time become very, very significant. And now we're just, the mind's totally addicted in time here, yeah? I mean, a beautiful moment can be happening, but it's always bookended with it wasn't happening and it won't be happening or something, yeah? There's no really a... The mind's seeking doesn't give... There's no rest stops on it, you notice? They have all these little signs on the, on the self-seeking highway, pull over, but they're usually closed. You can never take a piss. You just keep on going. Just seeking, 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 seeking. You go to the bathroom, I'm going to the bathroom. You know, what? Why is it there's a narrator every moment of every day? I'm going here. I know there's going here. I know, but I'm going here. It's incredible. I mean, seriously. It's like going on a trip and you had to pay two other tickets. You got, a, you got your little narrator, you got your little passport, and you got your humongous future Paul. You're all in, you're, come on, every moment, come on in here. <laughs> it's not big enough to fit all these fucking phantoms. Is there any questions today? Just come up and sit with me. <laughs> You'll be 